come with me. We're going on a fantastic cruise. Pick your destination with news tips and reviews. But here is an item you might not have thought of. All of the things under the water. Nature surrounds us with elegant features. You can't go on a cruise and not see the creatures. So let's make some magic. Let's get ecstatic. Instantly classic. Maybe romantic. The wildlife around you. Cinematic on your fantastic cruise. Bon Beanie, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Fantastic Cruising. I am Matt. And I'm Kimbra. And we are here today talking about stuff, but we're, before we get to stuff, let's just say what's um, what's going on. What's going on? Um, I mean, it's Saturday evening, so we waited until the night before to record this, which we is... We do that a lot. We do. Is that what you want? Is there something specific you wanted to I talk about? being that precise, but oh, you know... Okay. Look, we've been doing research, though. When we do these podcasts, we do research, usually. I mean, sometimes we can just talk off the cuff, but that's not too often. So, And actually, we kind of got diverted today because let's just – all right, let's just get real for a second. We are kind of sort of starting to brace for the impact of the fact that our October cruise is most likely not going to happen. Wah, wah. Yeah. It's sad. There are so many things going against us right now for that cruise that the odds of it happening are extremely small. For example, one, cruising we know is shut down through September for Carnival. And our cruise is like the middle of October. So are they going to delay it again? Probably. I don't know. But even if they don't, that's only like the third week in or so of cruising. Uh, here's the next thing going against us. Even if the cruise goes, our place of employment has told us that we are not allowed to go. Not that, necessarily. Well, pretty much. We can't cruise right the second, but nobody can. Right, right. But if if things stay the way they are, which is not good, or pre- keep progressing in the direction they're going, which is even worse, then probably they're going to say, no, 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 you can't cruise or you'd have to do like 14 days of penance or something like that. So that's, that's not going to, that's not a reality that we can do or they can do. So we got that going against us. And then, and this was kind of the, I think the final blow is Aruba, which is one of the places. Bonaire. Bonaire, which is one of the places that we're going to go has basically come out and said no cruisers through till what? November, November at the earliest. So, even if we did go, we're pretty much guaranteed not to be able to go to Bonaire, which I'm super stoked about all three of the islands, the ABC islands, but Bonaire's the one I haven't been to yet. Bonaire's the one that I've been reading about since I was a young little wee lad about scuba diving. So, I mean, look, Aruba and Curacao are my favorite ports, so I'm not saying I wasn't excited, but Bonaire was kind of the highlight of this cruise for me, so... I'd still go if everything else was able to, but it would be a huge bummer. So, <coughs> you okay? Yeah, I just had a sneeze. All right. So anyway, uh, we're we're kind of dealing with that. So we decided we would look into some alternatives, basically, right? Mm-hmm. Alternatives. So what does that mean? So that's what we had to ask ourselves. What? What does that mean? What are alternatives to cruising? 
and uh, going to other places. Right. Well. Well. Yeah. Going to other. What? You said. What are alternatives? Oh, going to other places. Okay. Okay. I'm, it was. It was. <laughs> anyway. Sorry. I'm. I may be drinking a beer or two. Yeah, Kimber's a beer drinker now. Uh, what What are you drinking? I I just introduced her to my favorite. One of my favorite beers and my favorite chocolate stout, which is Samuel Smith's Organic Chocolate Stout, because it's the chocolatiest of the chocolate stouts, in my opinion. And um, she likes it. Yeah. It's like a Guinness with chocolate, and I like Guinness. Yeah. Now, there's my other chocolate stout go-to is Young's Double Chocolate Stout, but it's kind of on the bitter side. It's not as sweet. I still like it. It's a nitro beer. This one is not. But this one gets the edge because it's got a little bit more sweetness to it and uh, makes it a little more tasty. I, on the other hand, since we're talking about beer, we've completely derailed, uh, am drinking a beer that her family was down this week and they they left us a bunch of beer. And I am drinking a Landshark Lager, which is apparently bottled in um, St. Louis. Oh, did you know that? I, I Apparently I, not. I think you I just did. Read it. No, I think I did. I, I, it's Margaritaville Brewing Company. I feel like it's, is this a subsidiary of um, Anheuser-Busch? It probably is. Anyway, know. even if it's not, whatever. It's it's also, you know, they say fins up, so it's kind of got the fantastic vibe. It's supposed to be an island-style lager. I've had it before. It's been a, It's been a minute. But um, it's not bad. I mean, it's not. It wasn't bad. I actually kind of liked that yeah, one. It's, this is what I would call a good beer for drinking on a hot day when you just want some refreshment and you're not like drinking to really taste a high quality beer. It's it's kind of, you know, it's light tasting beer, kind of watery tasting, but it's but it's smooth. It's it's like, uh, you know, it's not too bad. Not too bad at all. Anyway, um, that's what we're doing. So So we had to figure out what what we're going to do one option that we are going to take a closer look at hopefully very soon are all inclusives like on islands right yeah on the, so we we want a vacation in the caribbean or florida at least someplace tropical that's what we want to do there are a lot of alternates to cruising that are not in the caribbean i know people are talking about going to um, las vegas and and you know, all sorts of places, which is cool. If you, if you want to do that and you're into that, you know, a lot of people enjoy that kind of stuff for us. I, I have no interest in Las Vegas personally. I don't think you do either. Do you have any? Interest I've already in? been there. You've been there. She's I, w- been there, I would that. like to go back sometime and stay on the strip, but this vacation. You want a strip? Yes. I want to. Well, yes. No. <laughs> Stop. A chicken strip. I meant you want oh, a chicken strip? Oh, that sounds really good. I'm getting hungry. <laughs> We got to finish this podcast first. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, you've been there, Las Vegas. I, I don't, I mean, you guys know I kind of tease the gamblers out there. I don't gamble. So, Las Vegas, I know they got shows and stuff. I would probably enjoy some of those, but it just doesn't appeal to me as a destination. I don't know. I mean, there's, I, I did a magic show there. They have like a pirate thing on the street. It's cool. But I'm sure it is. I'm not I'm not knocking it. I also went there for New Year's. So like the Ah, whole excitement of it was to do like the New Year's thing on the strip, which I've done. Oh, and the water show at Bellagio is cool. Okay, I mean, if I went there, I think what I'd be looking for is the CSI team, which probably isn't really there because it's just a TV show. And then the, the thing that would have got me there is when they still had the Star Trek Deep Space Nine themed hotel. 
because I wanted to go to that really badly and I didn't, and I know it's been gone now for a while. That would have been cool because that is my favorite of the Trek series, Deep Space Nine. So get a little geek in there for you too. Anyway, we digress. Is that the right word? Digress? I think so. Okay. Um, and uh, and so we're, we're not, we have to do a lot more research on this all-inclusive thing. We thought we were going to do that and talk about it tonight. And um, it turned out to be way more complicated than... We thought booking an all-inclusive, this is what we know so far. It's way more complicated and less clear than booking a cruise. And that makes sense because, you know, with cruises, you have your choice of five or so cruise lines, maybe six. I didn't count them. But anyway, and then you've got your ships. It's very, you know, easy to follow the dotted lines to the conclusion. Not so much with these all-inclusives. First of all, you're opening up all kinds of different places you can go to, which is cool. Uh, but you're also talking about a lot of different companies and different policies, and they're not necessarily in as much direct competition. So anyway, we're going to try and find somebody to talk to us about that soon and uh, get some more information so we don't give you any bad information on that. So instead, we thought, what? What could we talk about that has to do with alternative vacations that, uh, that we know a little bit about or we can research what we don't know about to, to share our wealth of knowledge or at least create some knowledge and then spread it. What do we what do we talk about? Well, I know a lot of people go to Florida to vacation. I've heard that. I've heard that's a big thing. Yeah. Normally, I mean, right now it's a little iffy, but yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so, so we looked at Florida. Yeah, we looked at, yeah. I mean, I've lived in Florida for um, over 20 years now. And I've lived in a couple different parts of Florida, and I've done a lot of different Florida things. So um, we can speak to that. And, and Kimber's been here for, how long have you been in Florida? I've lived in Florida for five years and one month and three days. That is way no, more specific. That's, that's not actually right. Oh, okay, okay. But about five years? Five years. And you've been to some of these places as well, some that I haven't been to and some that I have. So... So here's what we're going to do. We're going to break it down. We are going to talk about some alternative vacation things you can do in the Sunshine State. All right, so where should we start? We've got a list with lists embedded in the list. So where where do you think we should start? I think we should start in the area that we know best. So Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Yeah, I've lived here in this area most of my life. I lived in, I've lived in Seminole, I've lived in St. Petersburg, and now I live in Riverview. So, um, yeah. The, so, for those of you who aren't familiar, let's talk about what the Tampa Bay area includes. Okay, so it includes Tampa. Okay, okay. And, and let me just straighten this out for those of you who are confused, because this confused me when I first moved here. Tampa is the city. Tampa Bay is a body of water. That's between these other places and the whole area is referred to as the Tampa Bay area. So let's just make that clear because that could be confusing. The city is not Tampa Bay. The city is just Tampa. All right. So what else is in Tampa Bay? So St. Pete. St. Petersburg. Yep. Clearwater. Very popular spot. Brandon. Brandon, which is just north of where we live in Riverview on the east side of Tampa. And then 
also like um, Bradenton is kind of considered Tampa Bay. Sarasota is kind of lumped in there a little bit sometimes. It's, you're getting a little south there, but yeah. A little bit, but it's but it's yeah. not that far south. And and uh, and then if you go north, you've got there's a few small places like Seminole, Florida, and Largo. Um, you get into like Tarpon Springs and and stuff like that. There's um, so there's a few surrounding little spots as well. But the but the real meat and potatoes is all the stuff that's right around the Tampa Bay body of water, uh, and how and it extends out a little bit. So so that's. Tampa Bay. So let's talk about why somebody would want to go to Tampa Bay as a vacation. Okay. Well, actually, the first reason that we have on our list is actually the reason that I chose Tampa as my place of living. Okay, Kimber, but people aren't going to come to vacation just to see me. Okay, that was definitely not it. <laughs> oh. I didn't know you existed. Whoop, did you hear that? I heard that. <laughs> What uh okay so so go ahead. So that's Bush Gardens. So I actually I moved to Tampa thinking that I was going to get a job at Bush Gardens. Okay. So you you came to Tampa to work at Bush Gardens and and I know most people know what Bush Gardens is but you've probably been there more than I have. I've been there probably 10 15 times maybe. Oh, we're probably about even then. But but that's spread out over 20 years yeah. for me. So um I'm going to turn my phone on mute now so that it stops doing that. <laughs> uh, and uh, t- tell us about Bush Gardens. Yeah, so Bush Gardens is like a theme park with big roller coasters and stuff, but it's also a zoo. So they've got all kinds of animals, a safari ride that like you can go feed the giraffes and stuff, which is really cool. Um, yeah, so it's basically like a theme park and zoo all in one. Okay, and uh, they've got so they've got like roller coasters, they've got some other rides. You know, it's a it's your typical theme park, I guess, but it's got the zoo component. Yeah, and they know they have a really big crocodile there. They've got hippos, they've got lions, Do they have tigers. Yep, they've got tigers. Okay, the meerkats are one of my favorite. Yes, I love meerkats, but they're not meerkats. They're meerkats, like <laughs> like in the Lion yeah. King, Akuna Matata. What a wonderful phrase. So Bush Gardens is, is definitely a draw. Um, I know the Photog Experience has some video from there, and I think maybe Paro DJ do as well. So go check out their YouTube channels, Photog Experience and Paro DJ, if you want to see Bush Gardens. And I'm sure you can find other videos too. Um, I don't know if people come just for Bush Gardens, but there it is one of the draws. So what else could they do in Tampa? Well, there's Zoo Tampa. Tampa. Bay. Sorry, sorry. Tampa Bay. There's Zoo Tampa. So the zoo that's here in Tampa. Which is, used to be called Lowry Park Zoo. And now it's called Zoo Tampa at Lowry Park. So there's, we like to confuse people in the Tampa Bay area with, you know, Tampa and Tampa Bay and Lowry Park Zoo and Zoo Tampa and Lowry Park. Anyway, it's a decent sized zoo. It's not huge, but it's. I guess probably an average size modern zoo. It's got a lot of cool stuff. What's what's your favorite thing at Zoo Tampa? The meerkats. Again? <laughs> I really like the You just meerkats. go from zoo to zoo looking at meerkats? <laughs> really? Yeah. Good lord. I don't know. Let me think. What do I really like there? I like the Komodo dragon a lot. Oh, yeah. That's cool. Um, I really like their little um, safari train trolley ride thing. That's really cool. No, they have that at... 
Bush Gardens as well. Well, it's different. The one at Bush Gardens is like a, on a truck that you have to pay extra for and go out into the safari and you feed the giraffes. Uh, okay. The one at Zoo Tampa is like a little trolley thing that goes out into like their safari area and you can see like like kind of go through some of the area but also see like the background areas so you don't get to interact with the animals but you get to like go by them in a different way and it's included in the price of the zoo which is nice we've done that yes fun we have yeah it's got some water elements for the kiddos to to splash around Mm in Um, oh they have koalas there oh and wallabies 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 so i like that stuff too they've got like a down under section in the children's zoo area yeah Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty sweet. We should go back to the zoo sometime. They have emus, too. Um, Yes, they have emus. And, of course, they have the best animal on the planet. The gharial. That's right. They have some gharials there. They're little guys. They're girls. I think they're girls. I don't know. They look like girls, unless their gara has just hasn't developed yet, which is possible, I think. so. But they're small, but they're still gharials, so that makes them cool. And they have what used to be called the false gharial, which got promoted to... A regular gharial, and now is usually called the Malaysian gharial, or Tamistama schlegeli, as I like to refer to it. And and it's that's pretty cool, but it's kind of hard to find. So if you're into crocodilians, make sure you seek it out because you could walk right by it, and miss it. Then they got manatees there, which is oh yeah, the manatee thing is really really cool. nice manatee area that you can walk in this cave system and see them underwater and. It's like a little manatee hospital, so they, like, take care of the manatees. You know what I really like about Zoo Tampa is that it it really has a nice, like, Florida animal section. Yeah. And, and I am a fan of Florida animals. Like, I like all the, you know, obviously, like, my gharials and stuff. Meerkats are fine, whatever. But um, <laughs> but I like Florida wildlife a lot. I mean, I, that's why I live here. So they... They really have like a whole section dedicated to Florida wildlife, which is really They've got really pelicans. Cool. They have. They do. Pelicans. I like the pelicans, too. Yeah. They have skunks. They do have skunks. Yeah. They have black bears. Yeah. Anyway, what else we got on the list that you can do while you're, if your destination is Tampa Bay? Well, there's the Florida Aquarium. I don't know anything about that. Do you know anything yeah, about that? Yeah, it's, it's an aquarium that's in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> And and really cool people work there. Yeah. You can um, under under normal circumstances you can pay extra and do things like dive or swim with sharks. There's a boat that you can go out and yeah. look for dolphins. Yeah. Right onto Tampa Bay. Uh yeah, it's it's a it's a good aquarium. It's it's a I think um I'm maybe I'm I'm a little biased, but actually having worked there for eight years, I'm a little not biased too. <laughs> You know, I'm there all the time, a little jaded on it sometimes. But uh, I would say compared to other aquariums I have been to, it is one of the nicer aquariums. And um, our wetlands area is especially nice because it's a it's, really cool area, it's an open area. It's mostly Florida animals and there's free flight birds and stuff. So a uh, pretty nifty spot. If you're there, then look for Kimbra and myself and we'll say hi to you if we can. So pretty cool. And and look, if you like if you do like aquariums, then Tampa Bay is really a good choice for you because we have three aquariums in the Tampa Bay area and they're all different. They all have things in common, but they're all different. So I would say Florida Aquarium is your standard sort of public aquarium. That's what it is. It's got the biggest amount of space of any of the local aquariums. It's definitely catered more towards 
um, just a visiting aquarium than any of the aquariums. Although we do have a lot of research and rescue that goes on there. That's not maybe our primary mission. I think conservation we like to think is our primary mission, but, um, but there's two other aquariums that are in the area. What's the next one? We have Clearwater Marine Aquarium. Which people always confuse us with because that is, of course, where a famous couple of dolphins live. Yeah, there's uh, Winter and Hope from Dolphin Tale. That's right. Yes. So if you come to Tampa Bay, you're not going to find any dolphins at the Florida Aquarium unless you do the dolphin boat eco tour where there are like 500 dolphins living in Tampa Bay. You probably won't see all of them, but you probably will see at least a couple. And uh, if you want to see Winter and Hope and a few other animals, go to Clearwater Marine Aquarium, which is really the focus of Clearwater Marine Aquarium is rescue and rehabilitation. And they are very limited on their space. So expect it to be a small aquarium and not a lot of like fish tank kind of setups, but they still are definitely worth a visit. And uh, you can really see Hope and Winter up close and personal, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it's cool. And what's the other one, Matt? The other one is maybe my favorite aquarium that I've ever been to, which is Moat Marine Aquarium. It's a little bit of a drive. It's in Sarasota. So from the Tampa area, city of Tampa area, St. Pete area, you're looking at probably about an hour, but uh, really Sarasota is a cool spot. There's some other things you can do there. There's a really nice restaurant right by this aquarium where you can get deep fried hot dogs, which is really awesome and sit out by the water and eat them. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Why have you never mentioned that to me? It's called Salty Dogs. Okay. And it's it's what it's called. Deep fried, like beer battered hot dogs. So like a corn dog? No, 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 no. That's like a corn battered thing. Okay. This is beer batter, like on an onion ring. Got it. But beer batter, like good, like like on a good, I, I guess, fish thing. I mean, I don't like fish, but if I did, that's how, you know, okay. fish and chips kind of deal. And uh, in fact, I think it's a Brit that actually started this restaurant. So it's like a batter type deal. But anyway, you can get bacon and cheese and all kinds of accoutrements on it if you want, but it's pretty good. And then there's also a, um, a bird rescue place that's like across the parking lot from Moat Marine Aquarium that used to be donation only, but I think maybe it's more than a suggestion now, but it's reasonable. It's just a little bird rehab spot, you know, for birds that are strung out on stuff. And uh, no, that's not true. For birds that are injured and stuff. So uh, it's cool. But Moat is the is the gem. Moat is a, a historical aquarium, and it's very, very research-focused. A lot of really amazing research has come out of there uh, through, throughout the years, um, especially shark research. So it's pretty cool, and it's got a different vibe to it. But they have some extra cool stuff there at, the, at this aquarium. One, this is Eugenie Clark, Dr. Eugenie Clark, who is one of my heroes, um, marine scientist. This was kind of her stomping ground. Uh, she passed away fairly recently, but she is famous for discovering sort of sleeping sharks and all. Anyway, lots of cool shark research. But they also have cuttlefish. Oh, I love cuttlefish. Yeah. Last time I was there, they had, I think, two, maybe three, I think just two species, including the flamboyant cuttlefish, which are adorable. Go look them up right now because they are super cute flamboyant cuttlefish. 
And uh, and then the other really cool thing they have is they have one of two specimens of giant squid that are on exhibit in the entire United States. And if you want to see the other one, you got to go to D.C. and go to the Smithsonian. So this one's a little less crowded. And uh, her name is Molly. I want to say she's like 25 feet, 23 feet. I don't, I don't remember, but, but she is preserved. She's not alive. Okay. I, I say this to kids and they're like, is she alive? I'm like, no, she's not alive, but she's a preserved specimen. She washed up on a beach or something years ago and, and, uh, she's there. So it's pretty cool to see an actual real life, not real live giant squid, Architeuthis ducks. Very, very cool. Very, very cool. And, uh, yeah. So Moat Marine Aquarium, High on my list of recommendations. If you're an aquarium person, you need you need to go to Moat Marine Aquarium, and they have all kinds of other cool stuff there as well. But again, it's not as big as the Florida Aquarium. It's bigger than Clearwater Marine Aquarium. So most people are probably going to spend at the Florida Aquarium. I'd say you're going to spend probably on average about two to four hours, depending on what else you do. Uh, Clearwater, you're probably looking at about an hour, maybe two, if you really stretch it out and do all the little shows they have. Uh, Moat, you're probably looking at about an hour and a half, maybe if you take your time and go through there. Moat, by the way, also has um, manatees and sea turtles. Clearwater has sea turtles, no manatees there. Florida Aquarium does not have any manatees, but we do have sea turtles, a couple. Not as many as the other places. So yeah, Cool places to go. Let's talk about the next one, the next thing in the Tampa Bay area. Um, well, I can't talk much on it because I haven't been there. You haven't been there? Ringling? No. You, oh, sorry. I skipped ahead. Yes. Okay. Let's backtrack. I've been to Ringling. Ringling Museum also in Sarasota, and it is a, uh, a group of museums. You pay one price, get admission to everything for the most part. Uh, there is a mansion. This is Ringling, like as in the circus guy. Uh, you can tour the mansion that I think is an extra fee, I think. But, um, but really the highlight for me is they have two circus museums, which I'm not really a fan of the circus, but, uh, I mean, I'm not like, Oh, anti-circus. I just don't really care that much about the circus, but this is a, these are cool museums. And the one has a functional miniature circus model with moving parts and lights that is huge. And it's, I know it's a miniature, but it's huge. It's a huge miniature, which sounds like an oxymoron, but it's really cool. It's really, really cool. My grandpa made uh, a little carnival out of like stuff, little motors and toys that he found. And so I maybe have a little special place in my heart. He used to take it to places and get donations that he would donate to, uh, I think mostly the um, cancer research and stuff. He was also a prankster. He had a little, you know, the the wheel, the roulette wheels that you spin. Mm -hmm. So this this carnival, I know I'm getting way off topic here. This carnival had a little roulette wheel, and he had a button on it. Okay, he had a little button that would cause it to spin. But he would he would just lean up against this, right? And then he would tell people that hadn't seen it before. He would say, "Clap your hands." Now, keep in mind, this is at a time when the whole clap to do something thing wasn't really that prevalent so it was really impressive you could clap your hand and cause something to happen you clap your hand and it would cause the roulette wheel to spin no it didn't it was him pressing the button subtly under the under the table but that's my grandpa he used to make um wood crafts he made banks that looked like outhouses 
which is a crappy way to save your money. But <laughs> but the really good thing about them was when you actually put a, a some sort of coin in there, there was a, a mousetrap in there and it exploded. Huh. So it was an exploding outhouse bank. I guess it really wasn't very functional as a bank, though, because of that. And then the other thing he had was this, it, it looked like a little... Um, almost like a little gallows. So imagine this, uh, like a piece of wood that was sort of like a whistle type thing that you'd blow into and then a piece of wood sticking up, going up from that and then another one coming towards you. So like imagine a little gallows, but instead of a little noose, there was a little uh, wire with a foam ball um, and then a wire below that and the top wire had a hook that went to an eye hook. So what you would do is you would put this little contraption down on the bottom. I know this is hard to explain verbally, but basically you would blow into this thing and it would cause a little foam ball to rise up. And the goal was to try and hook it onto the little eye hook. So, you know, you blow into the thing, the ball rises up and then you try and hook it on. Now that's what he wanted you to think you were doing. He would demonstrate this and he, he didn't actually succeed at hooking it. But then what he would do is he would wipe the mouthpiece off before he gave it to you to try. And when he wiped the mouthpiece off, he would turn it. And when he turned it, it changed the channel you blew in so that while you were blowing it, trying really hard, blowing as hard as you could to get this little foam ball to rise up, you were actually blowing powder all over your face. <laughs> yeah, that was my grandpa. So anyway, uh, Ringling has the circus museums and they have a really nice for Florida art museum that is included in that. It's got a lot of, um, uh, it's got a lot of, of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not, not like mimic, but a, um, replica. There you go. We always have trouble with that word. I don't know why. It's got a lot of replicas of some famous statues from art history. And then it's got a lot of authentic paintings from, I want to say the Baroque era, but then they always have other things too. It's, it's a nice art museum. So check it out. If you are down there and you like art museums. Okay, that was a lot. Now let's get to the next one, which I thought was the last one, but I skipped ahead. So now go ahead, go. So the next one is John's Pass, which I have been to. Not St. John's Pass, if you're any of my family listening. but No, just John's Pass. <laughs> John's not a saint. And it's like a little shopping area on like a little marina, kind of. Is it like yeah. a marina? It's a yeah. boardwalk. Yeah, next, it's a marina too. Yeah. Next to a beach. Yep. And, yeah, they've got some little shopping stuff. It's very touristy, uh, but I really like it. And that one store has really good wine. Yeah, they got a, like a Florida wine store, so it's all fruit, fruity wines. Yeah, it's really good, and they'll give you free wine tasting they there. Oh, yes. Yeah, so of course, they want a tip. Oh, and then there's the little shop that has, like, the seasonings and teas and stuff. In the jerky shop? Oh, the jerky shop. If Yeah, it's it's one of those places where you get a lot of really interesting shops mixed with a lot of kind of typical Florida souvenir shops and it's on a nice boardwalk area and there's a lot of good food there. And then they've got, you can do things like jet ski and parasail and dolphin boats and all kinds of stuff. Uh, it's a good focal point. It gets really crowded, but it's definitely, if you're, I wouldn't say it's a destination in and of itself to come to the Tampa Bay area, but if you're in the Tampa Bay area, I would highly, highly recommend it. If you're into any of those things I mentioned, especially just shopping and good food and, you know, just feeling like you're in Florida. It feels like old Florida. That's what I like about it. I like old Florida quite a bit. Yeah. 
And then and then next we have Tarpon Springs. Which I introduced you to. Yes. I introduced you to both those places, you did. didn't I? Yes. Right, go ahead. Which I'd say is similar-ish to John's Pass, but different. <laughs> it's just like this, but it's different. It's well, totally different, but it's the same. It's like a street of shops. Yes, it is. That's true. So in that way, it's similar. River. But it's um, like sponges is what they're known for and Greek food and stuff. Sponges suck, by the way. Sponge- if you're water. Uh, what? Oh, Matt. <laughs> yes, it's a Greek fishing village, sponge village, sponge dock. And the population there is very Greek, which means they have shopping, which is... Again, kind of some of that kitschy Florida touristy stuff, but a lot of cool like Greek themed stuff. Soap. They make soap. Oh, I love that one soap shop. Yes. There's and they have a they actually there's a, a Greek soap shop in John's Pass as well. I was but gonna say John's Pass has that same soap shop. They do. It's the same owners and everything. Yeah. But let me tell you something. If you even think you like Greek food, oh my god, Tarpon Springs is a must place to go because there's a lot of Greek people up there, and they know how to make some really good food. And, uh, yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. So check that out. And they have, I think, they have, like, you can do a, I've never done this, uh, but you can do, a, like, a tour where you go out on a sponge boat, and they put on the old deep-sea diving thing and get in the water and pull up some sponges or something. I think that's what happens. Well, that's cool. Yeah, I know, right? Pretty neat. So Tarpon Springs... Uh, another cool place. And then look, there are a ton of nature parks in Florida, but I can tell you be, just because I've lived here for so long and nature parks are a thing that I do, there are a lot of really good nature parks in the Tampa Bay area. If you're, I'm not going to go into detail about those because there's so many, but if you are visiting the Tampa Bay area and you are interested in nature parks, um, shoot us an email, fantasticcruising at gmail. Dot com And I will tell you everything you would possibly want to know about the nature parks, where they are, if they cost any money to get into, what you're going to likely see. And, uh, hey, maybe I'll even be your tour guide if, uh, if, if things line up. Right. You got to take me with you. Sure. Of course. Of course. So <laughs> lots of nature parks there. And then uh, what else we got? We have the Manatee Viewing Center. Um, that one's only open, what, November through March? Something like that. Something like that. So it's only open during the winter months, but that's because the manatees go to the area next to um, where where the water's warm. Tico. Tico. There we go. The power plant. Um, Because they go in for the warm water. So it's a really cool place to see manatees. And then they've got like a little boardwalk that you can walk out on and then you can walk up to like the tower thing. And that's pretty cool. And there are... Florida aquarium stingrays that you can touch. There are, yeah, because we've got we've got a touch habitat there with stingrays, so we've got volunteers and staff that go out there. And you will often see other animals there, like um, big tarpon, stingrays that are in the wild, including spotted eagle rays, southern stingrays, Atlantic stingrays, sharks, spinner sharks jumping, bonnethead sharks, bull sharks have been spotted in there. Lots of cool stuff. But here's the here's the key. You don't want to go when it's warm. You you want it to be really cold. The colder it is, the better. But that place fills up because you know how much it costs to go to this place? It's free. Exactly. So look, 
It's about 20 minutes south of downtown Tampa, 20, 30 minutes maybe. Definitely worth it if you're in this area in the wintertime. Cool spot to go. And then what's the last thing? Um, the number one reason to visit Tampa Bay is to see Kimbra and Matt. <laughs> we do live here. Uh, if you are coming to town, let us know. If We love to meet people. We love meeting uh, other cruisers and <laughs> or right now vacationers, whatever. And, uh, and yeah, you know, meet up, have a coffee, have a cocktail, go to a park, whatever. We like to do that. So let us know and uh, we'd like to meet you. Okay, moving right along, as the frog says. Moving right along. Footloose and fancy free. Getting there is half the fun. Come share it with me. Moving right along. All right, where are we going next? Orlando. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the probably number one spot people come to Florida to visit is Orlando. Because there's nothing to do there. Which is actually really Kissimmee for the most part, but there is some Orlando stuff there. Yes, so what's... what? What in the world could people do in Orlando? They could go to Disney World. Not land, world. World. Which includes like 50,000 theme parks, right? Um, Four. Four. Or, yeah, it'd take you $50,000 to go. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> pricey, but Disney's cool. Yeah, it is. Disney's cool. So, the, yeah, there's Disney. There's, there's Magic Kingdom, which is kind of classic Disney. Yeah. There's... Oh, let me see if I can name them all. I okay. know you can. Animal Kingdom, uh-huh. which is like Disney sort of zoo-ish type theme park. There is um, uh, um, 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 uh, Epcot, yep. which is like a tour of the world with lots of good food and stuff. And they've also got that big sphere thing and some they've got an aquarium and stuff there. That's where the Frozen Ride is. I would like I like the Frozen Ride. Okay. And <laughs> then they've got, oh, what's it called now? Is it? Hollywood Studios. Yeah, it's Hollywood. It used Studios. to be MGM, yeah. right? Now it's Hollywood Studios, which has got the Star Wars stuff there. Yep. The Animal popular. Kingdom has the Avatar area, the Pandora right, ride. Right. Which is really highly popular. recommend. Like I, I think I when I went, I wait. I think we waited like two hours for that ride. Worth it. I'd wait five hours for that ride. That but, ride is so cool. But apparently, you won't take me. To see it. I went with so. my mom, and she paid. Okay. All right. That's fair. Um, okay, so so yeah, so Disney obviously, and then we actually go to Universal, which there's two Universal theme parks. Yep. Well, and there's rumor of a third. Oh. Yeah. Well, not it's not rumor; yet. it's official. It's just not done yet. Not so there, this... yeah, Universal Studios and Islands of Adventure, which has Harry Potter stuff. Yes, which is why I love it. Which I look living in Florida for. 20 years like i kind of got burnt out on theme parks a little bit but um harry potter kind of brought me back because it's you don't feel like you're in a theme park with a slight harry potter theme you feel like you're actually in the world of harry potter it's it's pretty cool and i think that what's awesome is that some of the other theme parks have learned from this and they're starting to do that too with uh, avatar and star wars and maybe future stuff Anyway, Universal. Um, also, we should mention maybe here that there is City Walk, which is attached to un- the Universal parks, and then there's Disney Springs, which is not directly attached to the Disney 
theme parks, right? It's not. It's not directly attached, but it's in the same vicinity. And there's lots of shopping and food in these spots, especially Disney Springs is like really. Disney Springs exploded. has that hot air balloon too, which I'd like to try sometime. You, you can try it if you want. I'll be on the ground. Your mom will do it with me. <laughs> okay, great. And if it crashes, I lose both of you. I might as well go with you at that point. All right, so um, that was kind of sweet in know, a really right? morbid in a really kind of way, dark way. What's next? Next is Legoland. Legoland. Which I've not been to, but I'd like to. I haven't been there either. It's Lego-y. That's about all I can say I about mean, it. Legos I, are cool. I like Legos. I, I'm not into them, really, but they're, I like, I appreciate Legos, but I don't know. I, I've always heard it's like really for little kids, but I know some older kids enjoy it. By older kids, I mean, you know, adults that like Legos a lot. So. And then you don't like the next place at all. But no, not at all. Gatorland is is right in that area. If you want to see a lot of really big alligators, a few crocodiles, and maybe a couple of caimans, go to Gatorland. It's really cool. It's my second favorite crocodilian park that I've been to. And uh, it's a lot closer than the other one. So Gatorland is awesome. They have a really huge gift shop. So that's pretty neat. <laughs> There's some gators and a really big gift shop. You can like zip line over them and stuff. But, but I mean, we're big alligators that jump up out of the water and that's grab cool. a chicken. I've not been there. Well, we need to fix it. I that. know. All right. Yeah. And then there's there's what? there We, we wrote down museums. Right? Yeah. So there's like, a, I think there's a Ripley's Museum. There's a Wax Museum. Um, so there's some other museums around. I didn't look them all up, but I know they exist. So there's some all there's some other museums around there. We didn't put this on the list, but medieval times, which I think is kind of a cool concept. I've never done it, but it sounds cool. It's like a dinner theater with jousting. Yeah. I mean, you don't joust. You just eat food. When you watch other people I, joust. Have you ever heard about the food there? I heard the food there is not all that, a bag of chips. I, so I've heard that it's not like amazing, but like the show's good. Okay. Yeah, I don't I mean, know. I've not been there. But like the Renaissance Fair, but with dinner. Yeah, okay. I like the Renaissance Fair. I do too. I'm a fan. And then there's a lot of different water parks. Some are associated with these different big theme park companies and some, I don't know, are there any that aren't associated with the big theme park companies there that you know of? No. Most of them are associated with that. Oh, speaking of water parks, sorry, I'm going to jump around. We forgot to Jump men- around. <laughs> jump around. We forgot to mention Adventure Island in Tampa. The oh, water yeah, park. that's a water park. Bush Gardens Water Park. Yeah, there's another Tampa yeah. Bay thing. And really, Orlando is only... Two hours away. Not even that. So you could kind of stay by us and then do both. Or stay in the middle. Yeah. yeah. That wasn't an invitation to stay in our computer room, command center. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe some of you. Anyway, um, all right. So then there's there's SeaWorld, of sea course, yeah. um, which is which is cool. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I I went to SeaWorld so many times because of course when you're me. Everybody that comes to see you is like, let's go to SeaWorld. He must love SeaWorld. And then, you know, I got kind of burnt on SeaWorld. But um, but it's cool. For somebody who hasn't been there, it's really cool. And uh, Discovery Cove, where you can sort of do a swim with some fishes and stuff like dolphins. that. D- uh, dolphins, that's right. Don't they yeah. have a coral reef thing you can swim in? I've never been there. I don't know. I think they but do. But I know that it's like when people call me at the aquarium and they're like, I want to swim with dolphins. I'm like, we don't have that. We have a shark swim. And they're like, no, I want to swim with dolphins. And mm-hmm. then I tell them to go to Discovery Cove. Uh, okay, so that's all I know. Uh, that's the only place I know of in the in this part of Florida where you can do a dolphin swim. There used to be some in the Keys. I don't know if those may still exist, but that's probably it. 
All right. So yeah. then, and then there's, there's lots of shopping in Orlando. There's like outlet malls. There's, um, our, currently our favorite dive shop. I was literally about to say my favorite dive divers, shop. <laughs> divers Direct. They have, they have locations in Florida Keys, Fort Lauderdale, and, um, also in Orlando and they're huge. And the people that we bought our stuff from, every, I mean, all the dive shops we've went to have been friendly people. In fact, we feel bad sometimes cause we don't buy it from everybody, but we can only buy dive gear once. And, uh, the people at, at divers direct have been fantastic, great customer service and just really nice people. So if you're into diving, definitely worth checking out divers direct in Orlando and then there's, of course, lots of food, especially at like City Walk, Disney Springs. But there's a lot of really good restaurants there. Uh, lots, so lots to do. Of course, everybody knows but that. Disney, Disney Springs has the chicken place, Guy's Chicken. It does. I've yeah. eaten there. Have you eaten there? I have. It's good. It is good. It's, it's chicken. I was like a little bicker. Thought I'd mention that because it's like, it goes back to the cruise yeah. thing since we're not talking about cruising. Yeah, we're not this episode, but we're trying to, you know, come up with things for people to do that aren't cruising. So, yeah, that can get kind of make you feel like you're on a cruise ship for a second, at least. All right, let's move on to the next one, which is uh, one that we both have a lot of experience with because we went there together. That is, of course, St. Augustine, Florida. I love St. Augustine. I highly recommend St. Augustine. So let me just borrow an expression from my friend Kevin who, um, I don't know if he still listens to all the podcasts he used to, but he moved to Seattle, stupid Kevin, and uh, or not Seattle. Um, yeah, Seattle. Is he in Seattle? Yep. Was- I knew he was in Washington State. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, he always told me that he liked places like Key West and New Orleans because a lot of places in the United States are cookie cutter and you could drop somebody in the middle of them and they wouldn't know where they were. But places like New Orleans and Key West – and I think St. Augustine fits this too. Like you would immediately know where you were because it just got a different feel to it. It's it's very authentic. Yeah, it's touristy, but it's St. Augustine touristy. You're not going to find that anywhere else. Not just like that. So there's a lot of shopping, a lot of restaurants, all kinds of different museums, a lot of historical stuff there, uh, forts and really cool stuff. You can do a ghost tour, which we did, and it was a lot of fun. There is a winery there, which has awesome wine. Amazing wine. We need to get back there. We do. We do. Uh, bourbon Distillery. There's there, That same company also has a rum distillery now, but the bourbon is pretty good. It's not my favorite bourbon, but it's good, um, and it's a really cool tour, and you get free bourbon. So, you same know with the winery. Free, free right? winery tour. And they're like kind of walking distance or you can take a tram really cool spot and of course it has the happiest place on earth which is right in that area which is the saint augustine alligator farm with all the species of crocodilians represented the only other place you can see that is in india in madras crocodile bank so you know i'd love to go there but i'm not going there anytime soon so yeah saint augustine definitely a destination so i have I have two honorable mentions for St. Augustine. Okay. Kookaburra, which yep. is the um, meat pie Australian f- restaurant place. It's, we went it's there. a little little place, like a little hole Itty, in the wall. Itty bitty place. Breakfast, um, lunch kind of place. It's not a place you're going to go probably for like a big dinner. But yeah, really good Aussie style meat pies. I don't know if they're authentic, but they're good. And the staff was really nice. We went there for breakfast one morning and... 
like every time I think of St. Augustine, I think of Kookaburra. And we asked them if they knew David and Sue, and they didn't. Yeah, no, they which didn't is know weird. them. Weird. They made me a really that tea that tea drink was really good. Remember yeah, that? Yeah, I don't that know what good. it was, but it was good. And then um, Vegemite. They didn't have any Vegemite. <laughs> How you, can you be Australian if you don't have any Vegemite? Did you ask them? I don't think you asked. I didn't. No. <laughs> and then the other place is the steampunk store. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I love love the steampunk they store. Have a lot of cool pirate stuff too. But yeah, the steampunk store is very unique. It's not huge, but it's very cool. A lot of stuff crammed in there. If you like steampunk, and who doesn't like steampunk? It's really neat, even if you don't like want to buy it and wear the stuff. Like it's just it's cool just cool to, to go look into. at. Yeah, yeah, cool spot. Yep. All right, let's move on to the next thing we have, which is not a certain spot because there's a lot of them. Yeah, and what is that? Beach. Yeah. Stays. I don't want to be on the beach now. Sorry, that old punk rock dead milkman thing. Anyway, uh, beach stays. You can go to the beach. All over Florida, almost. I mean, there are places where there's not a lot of beaches. Like, if you go north of Tampa Bay, you're not going to find a lot of beaches until you get up close to the Panhandle. Did you know that? I didn't. Yeah. Yep. And if you go, we're going to talk about this, but if you go to the Florida Keys, don't look for beaches. They ain't there. Okay? No beaches down there. Um, a couple artificial ones in Key West, but that's it. So... You can, though, go to all over the East Coast, main East Coast of Florida, and from Tampa Bay South, there are a lot of beaches, lots of beaches, and you can just rent a hotel, rent a, your family is just down here, we went to Holmes Beach, which is Anna Maria Island, and they rented a house, and it was awesome, we did, yeah. we only got to go for like a day or so, but um, but it was awesome, it was so cool. And, uh, you know, I mean, what do you do at the beach? Everybody knows what you do at the beach. It's like very cruise feeling place. It is. Yeah. So you you lay at the beach. You swim at the beach. There's usually boat trips around. Just We chill. did a dolphin trip. We did. We did a dolphin trip. Yeah. Um, we were actually able to dive. Yes, we were. So that was cool. We did a uh, shore dive, which we thought we were going to talk about, but based on how far we are into this episode. I don't think we will talk about it this time. Look for a video to come out, hopefully in the next decade. But um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean, fishing, water sport, all, you know, there's always good shopping and food around beaches. It's just, it's the beach, man. Yeah. So beaches are cool. West and there's coast, lots of East them. Coast, yeah. Pick a spot, pick a beach, any beach. Now, the nice thing about someplace like Holmes Beach is that it's not as built up. So you can so when you want to plan your beach day, especially right now when maybe you're not trying to be around a lot of people, um, think about that. Do you want to go to Clearwater Beach where it's like boom, everything? Or do you want to go someplace like Anna Marie Island, Marco Island, uh, Cocoa Beach, New Smyrna? I mean, these are going to give you different vibes and feels. But beach, definitely a reason people come to Florida, I think, and definitely a vacation worthy of a cruiser. Absolutely. What's next? Next is something that's kind of unique, and that is uh, a manatee swim. Swimming with the manatee. And one day, as promised, you'll let me do it. One day I'll let you do it. You'll take me. Here's the the hitch with that. You can't swim with manatees anywhere in Florida. It's illegal. But there there is an area where you can, which is Crystal River, Homosassa area, it's the only place in the United States where it is legal to purposely swim with manatees. 
And uh, you can even touch them if they come up to you. You cannot go after them. They're very strict rules, which you must follow, or you will be fined because they are very, very particular about it. But you got to go in the wintertime because just like with the Manatee Viewing Center, that's when you'll find the manatees there. In fact... The manatee is our cruise creature for this week, so let's just, boom, put a little note right here. Let's do, let's talk about manatees. What do you know about the sea cow? Manatees are big gray floofers that swim in the water. Floofers. Are they chonky? Really? <laughs> she hates that word. Really? Uh, they're floofy? You're okay with floofy? I'm not, good with floofy. Chonky? Yeah, they're floofy. Okay, whatever, whatever. What else do you know about manatees? See, I think, here's the thing, folks. I think Kimbra could probably do the majority of this cruise creature on her own, but she probably doesn't think that. So I'm going to see how much she knows, and we'll see how much I have to add on. So manatees are herbivores. Yes. So they eat they seagrasses eat and stuff. Oh, oh, I thought like sage and... Nope. Okay. No, well, I mean, if you gave them one, they, they might. They probably would eat a sage. I, d- I don't know. Yeah. Um, they use <laughs> They use flatulence to move themselves up and down. Yes, farts for buoyancy. <laughs> um, oh, is they're gray? They're gray. Who are their closest relatives? The uh, elephant. Yeah, 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 the elephant. Their closest relatives are pachyderms, which are elephants. Yeah, they yeah. have. They have some teeth. They do. They have. <laughs> they're like flat teeth. They're to flat chomp down on their molars. greens. And they are called migrating molars. Do you know why they're called migrating molars? Do they move? They're like snowbirds. In the winter, they're... No. They, uh, because they lose them all the time. They lose them. Oh, like sharks. And they kind, of, they kind of move forward and then, yeah, a little bit. And then the ones in the front fall out or get worn down completely to nothing. And then the other ones are growing in the back and pushing forward. So they, they're like a conveyor belt of teeth. Two, la- two rows... Um, and they're constantly moving. Well, slowly, <laughs> but yeah, yep. Um, and they're endangered. They are ish ish. Um, the thing about the manatee is they need protection, but their numbers have started to come back. So there's a lot of controversy about that because with manatees come a lot of boating rules and regulations, which people don't like. But if we don't have them, then the manatees become endangered for sure. So. Uh, manatees are slow moving and they, they're mammals. They have lungs. They have to surface to get oxygen into their lungs. And so that means that they can easily get hit and do easily get hit by boats. I've seen hundreds of manatees. I don't know if I've ever seen one without scars. Most of the scars are from boat propellers, which is sad. And the only other thing that I can think of that I know about them is that your mom really likes them. My mom loves manatees. Yes. They, and you don't you like manatees a lot? I mean, you will when we swim with manatees. They're gonna like, they're, if they're not already at your top top of your list, they're gonna rise a lot into your top. I mean, I like manatees. There's, I mean, there's you, a yeah. Yeah, when, I'll, I'll take your word for I it. Mean, they, I'm not there they, yet. They come up to you and they um, roll over, so you scritch their bellies. Scritch, That's right? And uh, yeah, they're but you can't do that if you see one in like. Tampa or something because you get I mean if you get caught you get in trouble and you shouldn't you shouldn't do that it's it's very controlled in, in Crystal River and you know there's a reason for that it's very controversial whether it should be allowed or not um, I am currently in the 
on the fence of uh, on the side of the fence of that it should be because uh, the population there has been growing, not shrinking. And um, I think that the the connection that people get, uh, the education, the concern, the empathy, the care, I think that does a lot more good than harm with the manatees there. But uh, I think that it's probably good that it's only allowed there so that all the manatees aren't doing that so we can kind of keep monitoring that and make sure it's a safe thing to do. But yeah, manatees, pretty cool, right? Yeah, did it, I did I get enough information? I think so. I mean, we didn't really see how big they are. They can get like... Oh, they can get pretty big. Yeah, they can get like 10, I think 14, maybe 10, 12, 14 feet. And weigh the babies are cute. Hundreds of pounds. The babies are wrinkly, which is pretty adorable. They have hair uh, on their bodies. Yeah, I mean, they're mammals. Right, but like dolphins don't have obvious hairs. Okay. So manatees do. Like if you see one up close, you're like, oh, you're a stubbly fellow. Uh, yeah. Paddle tails. Yeah. The heavy ribs. Very solid heavy ribs. Because the thing about manatees is this. We, we didn't say this. Why are they in the springs? Why are they at the power plant that is producing that warm water? What is the what is the reason for that? Do you know? Because they like warm water. Well, they don't just like warm water. They depend on warm water. If the temperature drops below 68 degrees... Manatees are very susceptible to respiratory infections. So they have to maintain a higher body temperature. And they do that, one, they're mammals, but two, by having that water temperature. They don't have a lot of blubber. You look at a manatee, you go, that's a blubbery animal. No, not actually not. Uh, So they need the warm water to survive. So in the winter, when the temperatures drop below 68, they got to go to the springs, which say 72, or someplace like the power plant where the water is artificially heated to sometimes much higher temperatures. So, yeah. That's the manatee. Cool. Cool. Yeah. And there's other things to do. So if you come down in the winter and you want to visit Florida and you want to do the manatee thing, uh, it's about two hours north of the Tampa Bay area. You can also, though, there's there's a ton of adorable little souvenir shops in Crystal River, Florida, which Crystal River is a city and uh, they're great. They're like very crafty, very country feeling, but with manatees. So it's really cool. And there's a lot of really good food up there, a lot of good restaurants. Um, there, You can do things like fishing. I know I don't have it on the list because I don't do it, but there's golf and stuff up there. Um, you can camp in that area, kayaking and canoeing, all kinds of fun stuff. It's very, It's a little bit more outdoorsy kind of area, but it's all up there. And while, while we're on this... Um, let's just also talk about the whole kind of northern half of Florida is loaded with other springs. So there's springs in Crystal River, which I don't know if we directly said that. We kind of implied it. But most of the springs are more inland. They're more connected to, like, rivers and stuff. Springs stay 72 degrees in Florida all year round. Water is crystal clear. And uh, you can swim in them all year round, although most people don't except for in the summer. So if you go to a spring in the winter... It might be a little chilly out of the water, but you probably have the spring to yourself. Which we did. Yes, we've done that. Yep. Get a wetsuit, you know, rent a wetsuit. Um, it's a good time. You can snorkel in them. You can camp at them. There are some of them you can go scuba diving at. There's a lot of times there's nature trails around there. Uh, you can usually canoe or kayak or even tube around some of these springs. So uh, it's a great place to see wildlife birds and fish and all kinds of cool stuff maybe manatees so there you I've go i've seen manatees at wiki 
there you go. Yeah, manatees at Wikiwachi. Um, you could see manatees at Blue Springs. Lots of places. Lots of cool places. So, yeah. All right. What's the next thing on the list? Next is the Everglades. The River of Grass, the Everglades, is the bottom part of Florida. Mostly, I guess, on the eastern half. But it but it goes, it extends past the midway point. And then you have Big Cypress on the other side. But And it really extends on the bottom. It goes all the way across. So Everglades is a huge area. And it's basically a giant wetland that drains Lake Okeechobee and other parts of northern Florida. And just trickles down into Florida Bay which is between Florida and the Florida Keys. And it is, of course, visited from people all over the world because of the amazing, beautiful natural area it is with lots and lots and lots of wildlife, especially birds. If you're a birder, the Everglades is amazing, beautiful, beautiful place. Um, And if you're a reptile guy like we are or gal like we are, then... uh, (laughs) Of course, lots of alligators, turtles, snakes, really cool spot. And if you go to the southern part of the Everglades, a place called Flamingo, you won't see any flamingos, but you will almost definitely see American crocodiles down there. You can do airboat rides, you can kayak, you can canoe, you can hike. I mean, there's so much to do in the Everglades. One of my favorite spots, and I think now one of Kimbra's, is a place along the Tam Miami's Trail, which is 41 that goes across the state. It's called Shark Valley. You won't see any sharks, but you will see all kinds of other stuff. Again, the best time to go is kind of in the spring, late winter, early spring. But you could go to this place any time of year. You got to be a little careful of mosquitoes if you go to the southern part like Flamingo. But Shark Valley is not usually bad on that. And basically what Shark Valley is... It's a long, old mining road, and they basically, because it's a wetland, they had to dig a canal to build up the road. So now you have this canal of water, which is just loaded with stuff right next to this paved trail. And if you go there in the spring, the reason I say the spring is the best time to go, that's when we're in our heart of our dry season. And so the Everglades, the way it works, because the water's draining, there's not a lot of water in the Everglades in the dry season. So all the animals get sort of congested into these little areas. Most of them are in alligator holes or gator wallows, which is where a big old alligator wallows in the mud and creates an indented, indented, indention. So that fills with water, keeps water in all year round. Well, that's what this trail is where they dug the ditch to build the road. It's like a giant long alligator hole. I mean, it's just loaded with stuff. So, Really cool. You want to see an alligator like right up next to the trail? They're all over the place. I don't know how many alligators you think we saw when we went there. And we saw, I mean, we saw that mom with a bunch of babies. So, oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, cool. at least 30 right there. Right. But, oh, what I, 20 at least just in that little bit that we walked. Yeah, we didn't even have time to really do the whole thing. And we but. went, we went over for New Year's. We were on our way to Miami for New Year's. So that was not the spring. Yeah. 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 But it was still dry season. So if you go in the summertime when it rains a lot, things are spread out a little bit more. But you're still going to see a ton of stuff. It's still worth the the visit. It's a little pricey to get in, though. Just be aware of that. But Yeah. um, But it's like a per 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 group. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not a 
Wasn't it like 30 bucks or something like that? 20 um, something, I think 30, 30, but you can use it for up to seven days. Right. So you can go back. And you can go to the other parks within the Everglades on that same dime. So if you're going to the Everglades, go to the Everglades. It's not that bad because you're going to be using that same pass in all the different locations. If you're just stopping one time across while you're driving across the state, it may not. But it's, it's, to me, it's worth it because I'd much rather pay, you know, 15, 20 bucks a person and see that than go to some of these theme parks we mentioned and pay 50 to to $100 a person. Yeah. Personally. But, you know, my my bias is a little bit there. Anyway, cool place to go. And then let's let's talk about the next spot on the list. A spot we almost went to recently. I'm sorry. No, don't apologize. But we didn't get to go. But that's okay because we're going to go there at some point, hopefully soon. Yes, and that is the Florida Keys. So we broke this into two sections, the Florida Keys and then Key West, because to me they feel very differently. So what do you do in the Florida Keys, not counting Key West? Um, You can go scuba diving and snorkeling, and then they've got some fishing, shopping, eat and drink. Right. So most people, if you go to the Florida Keys, one of the things that surprises people is there's no beaches down there. Don't go to the Florida Keys if you're not planning to get out on the water because it's just a road with some trees. That's it. But if you are going to get on the water, then the Keys is a great place. Scuba diving, like you said, snorkeling, it's a big fishing spot. There are a ton of restaurants there. There are a lot of stores there, some souvenir stores. There's a lot of dive shops there, but all kinds of different shops. And, of course, a lot of places to get a cocktail, you know, Jimmy Buffett style. And, um, yeah, cool place to go, but know what it is. A lot of people, I think, go to the Florida Keys and are disappointed because they don't expect what it's like. So I think it's amazing. And if you like any of those activities, you're going to love it, but you've got to get out on the water. You're not going to be happy just to be on like Key Largo. You go further west in the Keys, it gets a little more islandy feeling, but there's not a lot on some of those Keys. You'll find a restaurant or a bar here and there, maybe a hotel here and there. There are a couple spots you can visit, um, a couple little museum kind of places and little sea park type spots, but really uh, you're still looking at those same activities. That's the reason people go to the Keys. Except for Key West. Key West is a whole other animal. And what, what, pray tell, do you do in Key West? Well, I've never been to Key West. Right, but we made a list. We did. So <laughs> <laughs> there's shopping, there's eating, there's drinking, there's partying. Oh, yeah. Check the calendar before you go to Key West. If Fantasy Fest is going on, you may want to look into that before you visit at that time. Unless you like seeing people with just body paint. And I mean, just body paint. Look, here's the other thing. Key West is okay with public nudity. So there's a good chance you're going to see some boobs. Uh, Probably not until nighttime, but, you know, it's a thing that happens a lot. So keep that in mind if you have kids or something like that. During the day, it's usually not, that's usually not the case, I don't think. But it is, it is a, a kind of like that old Florida feel Lots of stores, lots of museums, lots of history there. Ghost tours, cool. Um, But it's a party town. But it's also kind of a laid-back Florida party town. So it's a little different than some other party towns. They have a huge sunset celebration 
every day at this place called Mallory Square, where you'll see people doing things like juggling fire and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, it's got the southernmost part of the continental United States. Um, yeah, it's it's a cool spot. It is uh, definitely, it's a cruise port. So it's the only place in Florida that is typically a port that is visited by American cruise ships. So, I mean, there you go. You can actually get a port experience and you have time to actually do stuff because Key West is a little tricky if you're just visiting there on a cruise. And it's definitely a place that you want to be there at night because there's a lot of fun stuff that happens there at night, like Mallory Square, for example. So check it out, Key West. That's our last place, right? That's it. So I'm sure we missed some spots. Uh, We didn't cover anything in like Fort Lauderdale, Miami area. It's not because there's not stuff to do there, but um, we just, I mean, I've been there. We've been there. But um, I I think that to me, I I think those are our top list. Uh, There are some places, though, for scuba diving and stuff specifically. South Beach is really popular for people that want to party and stuff like that. Uh, wasn't our scene, but uh, there's there's other stuff there. So I definitely don't want to take away from that. But I think the things we mentioned are what appeals to us the most. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Matt, we have gone past our hour, so I think it's time to head for the horizon. Oh. Um, I'm going to have to come up with something new. Oh. Okay, yeah. I, anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Seize the day. Have a fantastic week, everybody. All right, Kimber, that's another one in the books. And I'm on my second Land Shark, which is like my first, no, yeah, my first normal beer. <laughs> I'm almost done with my second. What am I drinking? You're drinking a Samuel Smith's organic chocolate stout. Yeah, well, I'm almost done with my second one. I've got two more in the fridge. We've also got my favorite, one of my favorite beers in there. Uh, the oatmeal stout? Well, I do yep. love I love oatmeal stout. What I like Samuel you? Smith's. Oh, stout. the Golden Drock. Golden Drock. Yeah, which you're gonna. Belgian I'm beer. gonna try. Yeah, that one's like. I, what what is the percentage on that one? That one's like a ridiculous percentage. Do you want me to look? Yeah, go look and see what okay. it is because it's like really high. Like, I, I'm guessing. Uh, at first, I was thinking like ten or eleven percent, but I'm thinking it's like eighteen percent or something crazy like that. It's, I don't know. She'll we'll find out in a second. She's checking. To see, but it's really good. It's not my normal family of beers that I drink, but maybe it should be. I don't know. It's I, ten point five. Ten point. I should have went with my first thing. Ten point five. I know drinking one of those is like drinking, you know, two or three beers. That's yeah. what it feels like. So but I'm it's gonna. It's so good. I'm gonna try expensive. that one. I've got some more Samuel Smiths. I don't have anything to do tomorrow, so why not drink what I want tonight? There you go. We're yeah, we don't work tomorrow. So And I've got a grumbly in my tumbly. We're gonna have some hot dogs. Hot dogs. Some salty dogs. We've got Frenchy fries. You want some salty dogs? We just have regular hot dogs. Uh, we can't beer batter them. Um I have I panko crumbs. That. Yeah, let's not do that. That's all I got. <laughs>